Jesus' name. Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say jump on in Jesus. Praise, praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be here today? Lord bless you. You may be seated. Man, it's good to see you all back in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see all the families back. Amen. Several out on vacation this week. But it's good to see each one of you. Amen. Back in the house of the Lord with us, safe and sound, and back to worship the Lord. So good to have Brother McLeod with us coming in this morning. We're going to have a baby dedication here today. Amen. Going to dedicate Lane unto the Lord. And man, we're looking forward. We just want to raise him up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Amen. So about 1130, if you would, all classes just make your way back into here. Come a part of that and join in. Amen. Who knows how God may just use some of you in his life a few years down the road to say the right thing or to do the right thing that helps keep that just that little bit of nudging and going in the right way and the right direction. We don't take this lightly. That's the reason we do this and pray over it and ask God to help us. Man, we want to be a blessing, don't we? Amen. I may appreciate your Sunday school department. And amen. I want God to bless them. Amen. All right. They're dismissed. Let them. Man, appreciate all the students, the Sunday school teachers, each and every one of them. God bless them. God anoint them and use them. What a task. What a great responsibility lays heavily upon their shoulders and hearts and minds. Man, to instruct their coaches, their instructors. Man, to put the word of God into those babies' hearts and to hold their attention and take about an hour. They're about to put the word of God into their hearts and minds and spirit. Learning those stories, man, that can be so powerful and impact our lives forever. Some of them, amen, you know, they may liken to them as Sunday school stories. But I'm telling you what, how often you and I throughout time has went back to those Sunday school stories and found our answer and found our strength in the time of a storm, times of questioning what direction to take. And yet we just go back and read about Daniel and read about Abraham and Moses and Noah and and the list just continues on when you get into the prophets and, and then to the ladies and different ones that was vessels of God. We learned this, a man in Sunday school, taking the time to sit down and, and to listen and to allow it to be written on the tables of our heart and our minds and spirit because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. It's good to see all of you here today just excited about living for the Lord. I mean, he's excited about the next three nights, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Vacation Bible school. Praise God. Let's, I hope you have. I'm sure you have. Been praying that God, man, would touch those children and the adults and whoever may come. I'm not sure just all. I know they'd register the children. But let's pray that especially those that may be coming don't know anything about Pentecost, don't know anything about the moving of the Holy Ghost. I uh, don't know about the things uh, the majority of their church is dealing with. Uh, well, you know, and I hate to, I don't want to be offensive there. I don't mean to. But to, to hear about tongues and to hear about the Holy Ghost and the plan of salvation, that's what this treasure, amen, that's going to be the focus Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. And 
Uh, we would love for a seed to be planted, an experience, not just a seed planted, not just some watering, but an experience would take place. They would feel something. They would notice some things. And, you know, God can get our attention. God can get those babies' attention. Amen. When, when, when you know, other things may not draw. God's got a way of getting our attention. Amen. And sometimes we kind of mean that in the bad, but thank God for the good. I'm glad Moses took heed to the burning bush. Amen. I'm glad he took the time to turn. And to, it wasn't just another event of it just burning up. Something they tell us that was a custom and would happen in those times and uh, in that place. And, but yet, amen, God got his attention. And we'd love to see children, but not just children. We need some adults, amen, to let God get our attention. We need to do like the prophet said, to consider ourselves. Consider means to, you know, really to examine, to look at, take consideration. What, what, what's going on? What's happening? Where am I at? What's the condition of my heart? What is the condition of my conscience? What's the condition of my spiritual? God, what's my condition with you, God? Man, I want to make sure we check that on a regular basis. How many of you drives down the road never looks at your gas gauge? How many drives down the road and you never pay any attention to any of the, the, the uh, instruments that's there to let you know when it's running hot? And, I mean, you just get in it and you don't pay attention to nothing. You just get in it, mash the gas pedal to the floor, just run over everybody, everything, and don't care about nobody. <laughs> Praise God. Well, guess what? That's the way a lot of people want to treat God. I'm driving this thing. I'm my God, I'm my this, and I'll do it like I want to. But I promise you, they're going to wreck. They're going to wreck. Man, are they going to wreck. You know, they put, they put these signs out here on the side of this road for a reason. They put them markers in that road for a reason. Did you know them markers can determine whether or not you get a ticket or not? That sign and what's on that sign will determine whether or not you get a ticket or not. If that sign says... I learned this the other day. I didn't really know it. Somebody brought it to my attention. I don't remember who it was. It might have been somebody here. But anyway, uh, all red lights, you're supposed to at least slow down to 45. You can never go under a red light over 45 miles an hour under any circumstances. You're supposed to slow down enough just in case the light changes or possibly somebody else may be. You know what? But you think, too, going at 45. That's 90 miles an hour impact when you put them together. I don't know why I'm on this behind here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, you know, it's going to pay us to pay attention to the road map, to the treasure map, to dig out those golden nuggets and those treasures. Because those treasures that we put in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit is what we're going to it's going to determine whether or not we hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. If the treasures are not there, if he just opens the lid of our hearts, there's no treasure. His treasure. And what's this? Such as when I, I, I got a lesson. We're going to get into it because it's pretty lengthy. And, and we'll get, get tied up with some time. We, we really just going to use scripture this morning. I gave them a list. Actually, uh, they, they probably got it loaded and ready to go. So um, we're going to use the 
the main part, just the part of it, the mission of a disciple, the mission of a disciple, the mission, man of disciple, and to, to the, the mission of a disciple is, is to be a soul winner, to be a light barrier, man, is to be one, a conduit, a vessel of, of his light as disciples of Jesus Christ. As you and I walk in this light, we're going to see today in, in his image and likeness. We ought to be guilty and accused of, and thank God we are. And I thank God for that this morning for each one of you. Man, in our, our attire, our conduct, our conversations, what we allow ourselves to be involved in, amen, is a testimony of who is our God, who masters our lives. Who is the one that controls us and who we love the most and who we care the most for. Because we want to please him above everything else. Not just in the house of God. Not just at certain settings. But as disciples. Amen. We want to do it on a daily and regular basis. We don't wait to do it just when certain people show up. We don't put on a smile when certain individuals walk in. We don't change garments and change this and change spirits and change conversations when certain people walk in. We got to walk this way because this is the light that lights unto every man. And as you and I have experienced it and walk in it, there's no greater light. There's no greater joy. There's no greater peace. There's no greater life. It, nothing tops this. Man, if, if it tries it, it's a lie. So the devil, it's a lie. It's deceiving you. There's, there, you know, there's, there's pleasure in sin, but I'm telling you, it doesn't bring any kind of satisfaction. It doesn't matter how drunk you get. Amen. It doesn't matter how and other elements you might use to try to enjoy some things and call, well, I'm just having fun or trying to enjoy some pleasure. But I'm telling you what, there's nothing more pleasurable than getting lost in the Holy Ghost and dancing and loving God. You can do that by yourself or you can do it in the house of God. I'm telling you, nothing lifts the burdens and puts joy in you and gives you a reason, man, I'm ready to live. I'm ready to face Monday mornings. I don't care how big the devil is. A good dose of the Holy Ghost and the power of God on your Sunday night. You don't mind getting up on Monday morning and saying, hey, I'm ready to live because he lives, I can live tomorrow. I can face tomorrow because he lives in me. I got a source that's bringing forth a light that I'm telling you that no darkness can put the light out. You cannot overcome it. You can't overpower it. I'm telling you, the devil can't do it. The world can't do it. The White House can't do it. No individuals can't either. You, you, what you gay man been introduced to this light, I'm telling you, nothing can put it out. Say, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm done. You must go a different direction. Or start allowing things to come in. Overshadowing. Man, thank God for this light today. Mission of a disciple. We're going to really focus on the light. It's a light. It's about the light. Amen. Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Notice who gets the glory. Man, we've been on that for this, this year, haven't we? All the gifts, all the talents, all the abilities that we got is not to edify self. 
It's about edifying the body and glorifying the head. God didn't bless us with money, finances, gifts, talents, abilities, whatever, to glorify self, to lift up self. He gave them a man that we could use him as a servant of his, as he anoints it and flows through it and use it, amen, to edify, to build up, to strengthen, to guide, to help the body, amen, and to add to the body and glorify the head. The glory goes to the head because all of us knows that by ourselves we could do nothing. Now, you take God out of the equation, Man, you, we can't do anything. We, we live and move one step in front of the other by, by him. By him. Man, he's our healer. He's our provider. You know why we believe in miracles? You know why we believe that he's the way maker? Because he's a promise keeper. Actually, they ought to set that right opposite of that. Not, just listen to what I'm saying. Because he is a promise keeper, he's a miracle worker. Because he's a promise keeper. Amen. He's a way maker. Because he's the one that promises. Not man. Not my feelings. Not my money. Not my talents. Not my family's name. Earthly family's name. But I got a father's name. Amen. And he's a light of all men. Amen. He's a light that penetrates all the darkness. And those that's in the darkness. That take heed to the day star. And start being led by the day star. You got to come out of that darkness. Not only can you come out of that darkness. But you can come out of the results of that time that you been in darkness. Got too many people after being in darkness. You're not careful. You want to make what happened in the darkness a God. I don't mean to get on this, but here I am. Want to make a God out of it. We don't want to make a God out of what happened to me in the darkness. In fact, I'm ashamed of what happened to me in the darkness. I'm not happy over the life I lived in the darkness. I'm not happy over what kind of attitudes and spirits and, and things I've done in the darkness. Ain't it been a better life than when I come to the light? It's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's a peace and a comfort and a satisfaction that I couldn't find in the darkness or anything that was in the darkness. The devil didn't have anything. Money couldn't buy me anything. Anything I purchased, anything I bought, it didn't last long. It may last a little while and a day or two, but it had no lastings to it. This light does. His marvelous light. Man, I'm telling you, God is so good to humanity. Hallelujah. Go on, look, we're going to see. Truth about God. God's design for the church is to embody His glory. This is the design to show the glory of God. To show what God has done. This is our testimony. Doesn't matter who we are and where we come from. You, you and I could be raised on Pentecostal pews, but still there is a testimony there. Okay, it wasn't by your own power and strength and ability that kept you out of that world. It's the goodness and mercy and grace of God. Your parents is obeying God and pleading the blood over you. And then if you did mess up and go out there, it's still the goodness and grace and mercy of God that reaches out to His Spirit that draws all men. Amen. It's this light that flows out of us. So each and every one of us is a disciple and a testimony as we walk into this marvelous light. <laughs> I'm glad I'm walking in a way today. How about you? Well, that's been coming up the last few weeks, hasn't it? It's going to come up again today, the way. 
the way, singular, the way. One light. How many sons are there? S-U-N. <laughs> Praise God. So, we go on with this. Truth for my life. In every aspect. Now, we're just getting to the focus. And, and <laughs> in every aspect. What do we mean by that? In every area of our lives right to the very things that we allow in our minds in our spirit and in our hearts and even to set up in our conscience you see the devil's working overtime to sheer conscience that was working overtime amen to batter hearts and 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 watch this because of the spirit of iniquity now at, at one time, even in this nation, we dealt with it to a certain degree just in the areas in the physical. Okay? But now, but now, as iniquity has increased, it's become as much of a mental problem as a physical problem. Hmm. But we know one that can solve it all. It doesn't matter if it's mentally Physically, spiritually, this light. This light. So, what we're going to do, I'm going to just use scriptures. And we're just going to go through them. And uh, try as quickly as we can, but yet as effectively as we can. We're going to talk about this light. This marvelous light that we've been called into and become a part of. And by the help of the Lord, i got about four pages. And... Uh, that normally takes me about an hour, but we're going to do our best, okay? I don't want to just read them to you, but at the same time, I want you to really, uh, the impact uh, and the revelation about God, the light, that he is the light, that light through Jesus Christ. So we're going to start with Genesis 1, 1 through 5. Amen. I know you've heard this many a times, but this is where we're going to start. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That basically, he created the universe and all of its galaxies. If you do any study whatsoever, most all of them believe there was a, a deal that happened between the first and the second verse. And some catastrophic event that took place and happened. Okay, And then it picks back up at the second verse. And it says, and the earth was without form a man. And so as you look at this word form, when you talk about God created, that means God. If you do a study on the created, it means he formed it. Amen. And so now the earth is without form and it's void. Amen. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved and upon the face of the waters. And God said. So what two things are happening here over something now that's without, that's void and without form. Two things has got to begin to happen. What's that? The moving of God's spirit and his word. Amen. When God begins to speak, when you start having the moving of the spirit and the word of God being spoken, amen, things are going to happen. Things are going to begin to unfold. Things are going to begin to uh, expand. 
down to grow because you watch this because God said before before there was ever a sun a moon or stars and those that we call that rules the light of the earth that we know of God said let there be light before there was ever a sun moon or stars God said let there be light and God as the creator as the Lord of his own creation amen took and called that light he called it day amen as he divided light amen from darkness and he called darkness night amen but shortening now because the sun moon and stars is not even created until the fourth day so that tells me that God and God alone is light and comes out of him's light he don't need no help from anybody or any other place hallelujah not to this light and we've always dealt with light we thank God for light how many likes light amen how many of you like the new LED lights you know what broke those bulbs along amen the condescent lights and then we went from that to fluorescent lights and then we went from that to LED you know why we went to that because we like brighter lights and we like the way that they they shine hey I won't, I won't never forget and I've said it before here how many of you remember when we put the lights back here in the breezeway hmm. brother Sanford elder brother Sanford one of the first times coming after that he told me after the first service here he said man he said I got preaching kept preaching kept preaching he said he said I know he said I know that time's got to be right but he's still daylight back there he said finally after he said I looked at it and I knew I'd been up for an hour he said they something wrong. Them, them lights. And so, sure enough, those lights, and you know it got soft light and this type of light. Now, but now you can purchase them, especially the LED that says, what? Daylight. <laughs> Don't forget daylight. Because you're going to need the daylight called the day star. It's impossible to be saved without light. No man can come out of darkness without light. Amen. Everybody's got to have the light. Everybody had to have a lamb. Everybody, amen, has got to be introduced to the light. Everybody's got to hear the gospel. Everybody, that's the reason Jesus Christ came. And I don't get a far ahead of myself here. But he came to preach the gospel to all people. Give everybody a chance to be redeemed and reconciled and born again. And so... As you watch this, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw what? He saw the light that it was good. Light is known in, in symbolically in the Bible as holiness, as wisdom, as knowledge, as good. Light. Light's good. <laughs> I mean, likes to go to a restaurant. You go in the restaurant, amen, it's dark. I mean, the waitress almost has to take you by the hand and lead you to the table. <laughs> and you know, and we're going to talk about a candle here in a minute. But sometimes we want more than a candlelight, don't we? <laughs> you know where I'm going. You know why some of them places, amen, they don't want a lot of light? They don't want you to see some things that you might see. <laughs> Because if you start seeing some of the things that you might see, it may hinder you wanting to eat where you're at. Because it's hard to eat, amen, when you see roaches crawling upside the walls. And you see this thing crawling over here and that taking place. And, and so, you know, but thank God for light. Amen. I'm telling you something. There's nothing more beautiful than light. Hey, we're living in a world today. And I'm not throwing a stone at them. That's their, their business. But uh, I know we've kind of moved even in Pentecost. A, a movement, amen, of a, a likeness. Of, amen. In certain parts of the service. And, and some of them, all the service. They have dimmed the light. 
lights. They have cut the lights down. It's almost like a dark place. And, and now we got other type of lights that we want to introduce. And we're going to have these flashing lights and blue lights and this light going on and that light going on. And, and, and you got lights going up the walls. And we're trying to create an atmosphere. We're trying to create a setting. And I won't say I'm all for that. But I'm telling you what. We were never going to trump the light of God. When that illuminating light comes shining down upon us. And moving into our lives. And moving into our minds and our hearts and our spirits. This is where revelation comes from. That's the reason those that hungers and thirst after righteousness. And they begin to hear about Jesus. That's the reason blind Bartimaeus. When he heard that it was Jesus. Amen. Man, that none of the priests had come by and impressed him. None of the Levites had come by and impressed him. Anybody else had never impressed him. But all of a sudden he heard of a man called Jesus. Why? Because he knew what flowed out of this man. There was a light that was going to flow out of this man. This man, amen, could pull me out of darkness. Amen. If he could pull me out of darkness in the physical, he could also pull me out of darkness in the spiritual. I tell you, we live in a spiritual dark world. But I'm glad today, amen, that the gospel still has a power to pull us out of darkness. To pull us out of those... Those doctrines, amen, of mankind and traditions and give us a true revelation because light represents revelation. Without the light of Jesus Christ, you run, I do, we're going to be lost and undone. So let's watch this. Hebrews 11, 1 and 10 says, The Lord in the beginning has laid what? The foundation of the earth. He's the creator. He's the one that formed and shaped it and molded it all. Now, Deuteronomy 4.19, I brought this up for a reason. The sun, the moon, the stars, the host, his glory, his handiwork. And we'll, we'll talk about that in Psalms in a minute. No doubt it has an attraction. Has alluring power. Amen. To man. The passion and the desire to go out into the galaxies and go out and to visit these places. And, and to the depthness of them. How many of you remember just a few weeks ago, the sub... Amen. That went down to visit the Titanic, somewhat 12,500 feet. And you know the results there and how that some billionaires, amen, one from, from British, other one from Palestine or somewhere, amen, paid big money. Why? Because the guy that had designed and built this submarine had a passion, a man, an alluring passion to know what was under those waters, what was under the nefts of that, what resources, a man, they lie there and they, they can maybe tap into. But I'm here to tell you this morning, you and I are in this place, a man, because we want to know about God. We want to know about the true light. We want to experience him for ourselves. Hallelujah. The light that is a light. We're going to see it in John's writings. He makes it clear unto you and I. He's a light unto every man. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they come from. It doesn't matter what they've been into. Hallelujah. If they're willing to humble themselves and repent. God's willing, amen, to shine a light into that dark heart. And that dark life. And bring them out of that condition. I'm thankful this morning, hallelujah, to know about this light. And I want to walk more and more into the light. I'm not content. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. Because I believe God's got so much more. And as we continue to walk in this beautiful for light and revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, so when you look at Deuteronomy 4 and 19, it's Moses writing there, warning the Israelite people. Hallelujah. Listen to it. Lest thou lift up thy eyes unto the heavens, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship. Shouldest be driven to worship. Hallelujah. Them and serve them. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. There's something about those things that's way out there. Those that produce light. Amen. The sun 
sun, the moon, the stars. Amen. And we've used them. We used them before there was ever a GPS. Amen. Before ever for guidance and for direction out on the seas. Amen. Out in land itself, certain stars. Amen. You could gravitate to it. You know it was north or south or east or west. And so they would use them for navigating through the waters and navigating through the land itself. The writer of your lesson talks about certain cities that mountains on the west side and other things on the east side. And now that 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 you can navigate your way through life and through things. Thank God for a light. Anybody ever been in darkness? I'm talking about a darkness and you needed a light. I remember one time, man, it was me and my brothers, we were just we was it was just teenagers. We was all camping out in Black Creek. Now understand something. Today that's not too far. But when you're only 12 and 13, it seemed like it was 10 miles from the house. Especially in the dark. Amen. So, you know, we got to go and we just got by, past what they call Moore Slough. We call it the cupboard. And they was probably another. It was about halfway at that point. Amen. And those real fancy, uh, cheap <laughs> flashlights that we had. Man, you could tell that light was just going dimmer and dimmer. We picked the pace up, but that didn't help. <laughs> By the time we got there, man, there wasn't no light. So now all we've got is to look at the canopy and, the, and to try to watch where that road was at. And, <laughs> but I won't never forget. I, I can still see it this morning. I remember, man, we finally made that one turn. And I knew. I said, hey, we were just about there. Sure enough, when you come around that other little curve, I could see the fire. I said, there it is. That light. There's nothing like that brings joy, brings hope, brings peace. Hey, man, we weren't near as nervous now. We weren't worried about stepping on snakes. We weren't worried about running into bears and lions. And they didn't, they didn't exist, but they did that night. Hey, man, creatures, man, it shocks you. In the dark, what kind of creatures you can see. It'll shock some people how big a buck's they shoot. <laughs> Man, that thing's big. And this guy, we're going to get, I'm going to be able to mount that thing. And you get there, and they got horns about this long. <laughs> you got him in the light. You got him. You got to get it in the light. Hey, folks, that's the reason we're here this morning. I want to be brought into the light. How about you? Because now is a time of judgment. Now is a time to have to get it right. You can't wait until then. Hallelujah! And then come in in darkness. No, now's the time. Hallelujah! To get in the light, have a hunger and a thirst and a passion for the light and the true light to shine down upon our hearts, our lives, and our soul. Amen. You know why? Because how you and I walk, it's going to be able to persuade others. Amen. And what they ought to do and the direction they ought to take. As you go to Psalms now, 8, 3, and 4. When I consider thy heavens, when I look at them, when I view them, when I behold them, and the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained or appointed to set up. Watch the next verse. What is man? The psalmist observed and a shepherd and set out there on those clear nights and out in that desert and the cold and the God's creation, His great finger work and the power of it and the attraction of it. And now He questions, what is man? Compared, no doubt, as they watched the sun that never seemed to shrink, that never seemed to always be so faithful and consistent, and the working of the moon and the stars that had maybe guided them back to the sheepfold of many a nights. That star. <laughs> that was so, so, you know, 
And see, watch maybe other shepherds that died off the scene and, and other men. But now the, 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 the writer's looking, but what is man? <laughs> what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou would visit it, him. It's something about being visited by God and touched by the Lord. Something that, you know, that's what made this nation. They can say what they want to. And I appreciate the forefathers. I appreciate the stand they made and the fights they put up. But I'm going to tell you something. If you start reading some of those, those speeches that was made by some of the forefathers, some of our first fathers, even as presidents, and how often the word of God and the fear of God and the love of God that was in their hearts and in their spirits, that's what made this nation so great. We, hadn't, we didn't get here by ourselves, folks. There was a light that was shining down. There was a power and a mercy of God that would move upon the leadership of this country and this nation. And God's hand would be there. God raised this nation up. Brother D.W. Barnes put it this way one time. He says, as long as Israel needs America, she said, he's, she's going to survive. He said, but when the moment, the hour, and the day comes that Israel don't need America, then America's probably going to go down. But until then... And thank God we had presidents, amen, that knew how to take the Bible. And God directed them, amen, to certain scriptures at certain moments and times, amen. And we read certain scriptures that those, amen, that God, that Abraham blessed would be blessed. And those that cursed, he would curse. And out of that, he made a decision, even without Congress and all the others backing him, amen. But he made a decision, amen, to back Israel back years and years ago. Now, that's been on a turbulent ride but at times since then. But thank God, amen, we still got enough and still believe that you know what he's our maker he's the light that shined upon us we hadn't got here by ourselves folks I haven't got here by myself neither is any of us amen it's been God's light shining down upon us and his mercy that's guiding orchestrating bringing us to where we at and so what is man amen Adam here basically implies that he was earth or earthly amen and, and so here he's frail Bible talks about a heavenly treasure but it's in a earthen vessel. Well, these earthen vessels can fail us, can't they? Eyes get where they don't work as well, and knees don't work as well, and we have to go get them cut on and worked on. (laughs) Brother Matt said, you don't have to bring that up. Amen. Things like these old earthen vessels, ankles, you know, get messed up, and we got to, you know, we got to have to use special things to get around for a while, and, but, these earthen vessels. But he's talking about how that God, this light, shine to him. The heavens declare the glory of God. Psalms 19 and 1. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. And so why wouldn't a man be attracted and drawn? But, but Moses' writing says, don't, don't give yourself over to that. So now we're going to move. And I'll be back and forth to the Old Testament. Watch this. But in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made, what? Was made by Him. And without Him was not anything that was made without Him. Talking about Jesus Christ. Man, I'm telling you, as you watch this begin to unfold. I'm going to take you to Job now. Job, the 18th chapter, 38th chapter, I'm sorry. Job 38 to 19. Here's the time that God is speaking to Job. He's actually questioning Job. Where were thou when I laid the foundation? Job, Job, can you call lightning? Can you call it? Can you send it away? 
You also ask him. You ask him in this 19th verse. Where is the way where light dwelleth? Where is the house? Where is it abode? Where's, where's the home of light? He's asking Job. As for darkness, where is the place thereof? That thou shouldest take it to the bond thereof. In other words, Job, can you guide light and take it to its abode? That thou shouldest know the paths to the house thereof. When you really start putting precept upon precept and line upon line. And you start really studying about light and where true light comes from. There's only one place. And that's God. And it's going to be absolutely impossible. To get out of this world without his light shining into our lives. And if you, we go into this lesson now. As we watch it. This is what really is what let everybody else knows. As disciples of Jesus Christ. It's not our light. It's not our talents. It's not our abilities. And I, I believe God blesses us with them. It was Jesus the one that said 30, 60, and 100. He doesn't expect the same out of everybody. Everybody's not going to have the same servable ability. Our apostle himself in the writings in Corinthians made that clear. According to the measure of faith you got. According to your abilities. Your administrating abilities. And if we're not careful, man, we'll, we'll start this, this deal of liking and disliking and things of this nature. And this one's got that. Now. But all of it works together and all of it works hand in hand. Because not one single one of us has enough talent, skills, or ability on our own to glorify God in the measure he ought to be glorified. In fact, everybody that's come in here this morning, we can get all the rest of them back in here and put all of us together with steel. Steel be coming up short. Huh. Glorify this head and, and to magnify him and to, to represent him. But don't underestimate what God wants to do through each vessel. Could you watch this? Psalms 104 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and O Lord my God. Thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who covereth thyself with light as with a garment. I'm, I'm bringing a few scriptures out just to nail down. God is light. God, this is the light he's referring to. This is a light that he's likening to. Psalms 104 Amen. I just done that. 100, Psalms 118. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. The Lord 
God himself in 118 or 27 helps us to know that showeth us the light. Amen. Amen. We can see. We can see covereth himself with light. I didn't give you this, but if you don't mind, I'm just going to go there. You don't have to. Amen. But in Matthew, the 17th chapter, amen, there was a time that Peter, James, and John was brought on what they called it six days later into the transfiguration. And they watched Jesus Christ himself, the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Christ, amen. And it talks about he, he was likened unto as the sun. He was likened unto as light. And so now we're tying in God, God, amen, that manifested himself in flesh called Jesus Christ. And now this one called Jesus Christ, the Messiah, amen, that we're talking about here as you bring him out. And Now watch this. What got the attention of even Paul in another place? I'm sorry, I didn't give you no scripture. I'm just going to address it. The Acts, the ninth chapter, where Paul was on the road to Damascus, amen. But what struck him off of that beast? A light that shined down and struck him off of that beast. I heard Sister Ford talk about it when she got the Holy Ghost, amen, that she saw this bright light. I've heard others. Now, now, now understand, that's not in the scriptures that you got to always see a bright light, amen. But you know what I prayed this week? I said, God, send that great light back to her again this week. Let that light penetrate her mind and heart and soul and spirit. Let there be a visitation, amen, back to that first experience. Hey, I'm telling you, this God can and will do it. He's not limited, amen, in visiting him, mankind, especially if he hungers and thirsts after righteousness. It doesn't matter what kind of darkness you're in. It doesn't matter what kind of dungeons you're in. It doesn't matter how wrapped up you are in sin. It's something, if you'll be like the prodigal son, if I'll be like the prodigal son, to come to myself and say, you know what? At my father's house, amen, there was a light, amen, that I can get hold that'll lead me out of this mess, that'll pull me up out of that miry clay, amen, that'll set my feet on a narrow straight way, and it'll be pleasing and upright to him. Because why? He is the light. Isaiah 60 and 19. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But watch this. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light. You won't have to worry about it going down. You won't have to worry about it going out. But this God, and actually this verse and chapter deals with, with revival. And it deals with revival, not only a man unto the Israelites. Give me the verse 22. Give us verse 20. I know I didn't give it to you, but give us verse 20. Watch this also in verse 20. What takes place. Uh, and I may have messed him up. If you can't do it, that's fine. I, I forgot. Amen. But anyway, it talks about revival unto the Gentiles. It's all right, Brother Brain. It, it talks about revival to the Gentiles. This light, amen, that's going to shine, that's going to come through none other but Jesus Christ himself. You know, a lot of people say, boy, y'all make a big deal out of Jesus. If you ever really was introduced to Jesus Christ, if you ever really met him, amen, especially in the spiritual form, watch this, the sun shall be no moon, no, 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 neither shall the moon, for the Lord's shall be thy everlasting life and the days of thy morning shall be ended the days of thy morning I'm going to tell you something there's something about once you know Jesus Christ is the author and finisher hey can I say this without being offensive amen I, you know as a Holy Ghost filled child a vessel of God they just some spirits and some attitudes I just simply wouldn't let get a hold of me I wouldn't get up I wouldn't, I wouldn't live with depression every day I'm telling you right I just wouldn't live with depression every day no there's going to be a better day there's going to be a better day there's going to be a day where there will be no pain there's 
There's going to be a day where there won't be any heartaches. There's going to be a day, amen, I want to shed not one tear. There's going to be a day we'll have no need of the sun or the moon or the stars. I know the one that's going to be the light of that new city. Amen. And he's going to be a light. I told me, I've already got a measure of that. I've already got a glimpse of that light. I've already got an experience of that light. He's not pulled me out of too many valleys. He's not pulled me out of too many dark places in my life. Not just the original time, amen, but since that time when the spiritual warfare, amen, wanted to count in, to count over my mind. Amen. That's the reviewing of the mind. You know how you get a reviewing of the mind? It's by walking in the light. This continual process that has to take place, that must take place. But the path of the just, Proverbs 4 and 18, watch this. I'm going to try to put all this together. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto that perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. Look around you if you don't believe it. Look around us. What's unfolding? What's happening? But we, you, that wants to walk in righteousness and the true light. As we continue to walk in this light. Second Peter put it this way. For he receiveth from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is the transfiguration that Peter was talking about. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. When we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Where unto he do well that he take heed. Oh, he's telling them. This is his advice. You do well to take heed. Amen. To this. To what? As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. It's God's will to be the day star in every heart in this place this morning and across this land. It doesn't matter who we are and where we're coming from. I'm telling you God paid a price through the Lamb called Jesus Christ and that's what Peter's writing about here. He would do us good to take the advice and, and take in consideration to know this one called the day star because it's by this day star that the radiation is going to go out of us. That the illumination is going to go out of us. If Moses could spend time with God upon the mountain and come down and now have to put a veil over him because the people couldn't look upon him how often should you and I, as we walk in the light of Jesus Christ and the power of the umption thereof, I'm telling you, we're living in a world that's trying its best to distort that. We're living in a world, amen, that's trying to twist it and make the word of God and the power of God, amen, not to have the power and the ability to deliver us and set us out of the powers of darkness. And always remember this, the power of darkness, or darkness, amen, means evil, wickedness, sin, unrighteousness, ungodliness. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve dark and light. You can't walk in both. You've got to make up in your mind, heart, spirit, the one I'm going to walk in, the one that's going to radiate out of me, the one that's going to flow out of me, the one that's going to control my conversation and drive down to the very meditations and the thoughts of my mind and heart. Huh. Yeah, he's got the power. Pull down every imagination. This light. Huh. Folks, we're blessed here today. Amen. We're blessed in America to have such an opportunity to serve God. Such an opportunity to be exposed to this light that will guide us, that will lead us. Amen. Psalm put it this way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet 
thy word. Don't ever underestimate the power of what's written right here. Don't take it for granted. Don't let that devil or your carnality say, well, I don't understand it. Oh, it's written in a way that you've got to dig it out. It's written in a way that you've got to hunger and thirst for it. It's written in a way that you can take this same book and come up with a thousand different ways to go to heaven. But it's also written in a way that there's only one way. That didn't go over too good, but it's still the truth. You know what makes the difference? It's the light. You ever try to read something in the dark? Finally, somebody says, hey, turn the light on. I couldn't find a switch. Well, that switch is Jesus Christ. That's where he called himself the door. That's where he calls himself the shepherd. That's where he calls himself the bishop of your soul. There's only one. It's one door that's going to lead into the sheepfold. And it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile. It don't make any difference. He's the door. Proverbs 6 and 23 puts it this way. And, and, and we've, we've been on this some. For the commandments is a lamp. The commandments. They're the lamp. And what? And the law is light. And reproofs of instructions are the way of life. Can I just be honest here without being offensive? Because I'm not just, I don't want to be offensive. But we're living in a time now that people's offended pretty easily. Okay. You know what helped bring that on? Churches. I don't believe that. That offends me. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them law and the word which I done brought your attention to John 1 and 1 is God should never offend us cause all the word is doing is like a lamp it's like a light into our path and our path in our path where are we trying to go when it's all said and done. Regardless of what we encounter in this world. When it's said and done. Where are we planning on going? Where do we want to wind up? And so you've got to take this. And so when we say that the law offends us. We say and God offends us. We can't say the preacher's offending us. And if he's being the vessel of God. And the fivefold minister anointed of God. Huh. It wasn't the preacher. It wasn't the preacher. Now, I believe preachers got a responsibility. I believe they got a, a, you know, I believe there was a method. Now, watch this. Not just the preachers. I believe this for every Holy Ghost-filled individual that wants to be a testimony and a witness for Jesus Christ. How many likes a steak? You know what? You can take the best cook in the world, whoever that might be. 
But I don't even walk out that door. Amen. You know, it's my time. And uh, who got this to take care? That guy right over here, and he walks out that door and said, Open up. I don't care how, how he seasoned it. I don't care how well it was cooked. I don't want it just. <laughs> if you don't mind, give me a fork. Maybe I, I might need, may not need a knife. It just depends. <laughs> and so I just use that. We got to do this because watch this. God's love. He, he, he loves people. He loves humanity. Now, there's times now, buddy, he can get hard, especially those that corrupts the word. Okay. Man, I, I know I'm trying to cover way too much ground probably here. When you look at... At Isaiah 61 and 2. And verse 3. I don't. We, we won't go there. Time won't allow us. But, but watch this. Arise shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold the darkness shall, not, shall cover the earth. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And this is the word I was talking about. I messed up a while ago. Verse 3 is the verse I was actually referring to. It talks about, but we won't go there. Matthew 4 and Luke 1, 78 and 80. Go to, just go to Luke for time's sake. Through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high visited us. If you go back to Matthew 4 and 14, this is the time. That's what Isaiah had prophesied about. Jesus Christ is fulfilling this prophecy. Jesus Christ as the Messiah is the one that has come. And he says, to give light to them that set in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness could not understand it. The darkness cannot overpower it. The darkness, man, cannot put this light out. You and I have got to have an honest and sincere heart and passion. I want truth. And when an individual, I don't care who they are, I don't care where they're at, and when they want truth and the whole truth, this light is coming. If God has to move on an individual from the other side of the world and bring these two together, I'm telling you, God would go as far as send an angel to one and send him to Peter. Amen. And, and he worked on Peter too. Amen. Amen. Send him a vision and worked on him and make sure even after the revelations he already had, thank God for another revelation. Amen. That what I've cleansed and what I've washed, don't you call common and unclean. He prepared the man before he got there. Amen. So we went and brought the message to the Gentiles. Amen. So you see how God would work. And so when you see this unfold, and, and then in Luke 1, 7, 8, and 79, to give light to them that what set in darkness and in the shadow of death. We're all, all a what? Amen. We're trespasses and sin. Dead and trespasses and sin. We're born with it. Amen. And we must be born again. John 3 and John 
4 talks about you must be born of the water and of the spirit. This is where the light comes. I know I'm trying to cover a lot of ground here. But when you go back to John 1, where does it all really come from? In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through Kim might believe all men. Watch what he's saying. He was not that light, talking about John, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So when the man, regardless of who he is and where he comes from, this one called Jesus Christ can become that light. And that's the reason our testimony, that's the reason, amen, that Jesus Christ begins. And, and I want to just try to go to the, the main part of our lesson and where the scriptures came from, amen. When you go back to the focus verses of Matthew 5 and 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savory, the ability to change the flavor. Now watch this. I find this kind of amazing. You know, uh, we just we just celebrated July the 4th. How many ate, 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 ate homemade ice cream? How many put salt on your ice? Y'all didn't make homemade ice cream? Y'all didn't have July the 4th? We only made four freezers. I'm sorry. It's gone too. Have <laughs> you remember how hot it was? Man, we had to work on it. I, I used two boxes of, of salt. And I thought to myself, I said, how does this work? Up north, we put salt on the roads to melt the ice. But down south, we take, we take salt and put on ice to make ice cream. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look it up. <laughs> it works. <laughs> but here, here, God's Jesus is calling his followers as the salt of the earth that has lost its. What, what do we use salt for? The writer of your lesson talks about it. Amen. What, what's everybody, you know, come in. I, I know some people, they don't even test, you know, they don't try. Just put the salt, amen, by their plate when they sit down. They're not going to try it. They don't eat. They just automatically. They like salt. They don't like food. They like salt. <laughs> they don't try it. They don't taste it. You know, and, and it's so cooked. Come in. And, and you often hear people, I think it needs a little more salt. Or you hear the statement, I think you stumped your toe when you're salting it. Or somebody would say, you salted it. Well, I just got through salting it. <laughs> but it always has ability to let us know one way or the other. Am I right? Either got too much or not enough. So as you and I walk in the light of Jesus Christ, even on a regular and a daily basis and in every conversation, then in that conversation, amen, we'll find out how much salt we got. Of just how much, how much we can change the flavor of this situation. The outcome of this situation. Because my life no longer is about me anyway. My life is about Jesus Christ. My, my life is about being a witness. And glorifying the Father. The Heavenly Father. Not just my earthly Father. But my Heavenly Father now. And so my conduct and my conversation. And how I dress and the places I go. And the things I get involved in. It's about His kingdom. It's about winning souls. It's about keeping the salt salty. And having the power and the ability. Amen. To change the flavor. Or change the outcome. Amen. 
the results of situations and circumstances. And so God, amen, Jesus Christ himself likened us unto a salt. But a salt that's lost its flavor, amen, or ability, what good is it? We just take it out, throw it out under men's feet and trample it under our feet. And then he goes to the next verse. Hmm. Calls us what? Light. How many of you believe that we need some lights in the world we're in today? Thank you, four or five. Appreciate it. <laughs> Come on, folks. We need some lights. We need some vessels that's got their minds made up. It's got their hearts made up. I want to be a light for you, Jesus. I want to be a light for you, Jesus. It's not about me. It's not even about the first Jesus named Church of Bendale. It's not. It's sure not about William Moore. And he's pastoring this church. And his blah, blah, blah. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about glorifying the Father. It's about giving him honor. Giving why? Because he's the light. He's the source. It was mentioned the other night. All good gifts come from above. The light comes. All comes from above. So as we watch this, you know, the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill, cannot be hid. It's impossible. You can't set a city on top of a hill and hide it at the same time. They may climb, dig into caves and things of this nature, too. But a city that's put on a hill. Now, watch this. That can be the whole church and a community. This church can't be hid. But watch what is going to happen here. Then it goes to what? To a candle. Right down to the individual. And the light flows out of that individual. How much, how, what kind of influence will a candle have? How many in the house? The Bible says all that's in the house. If somehow I could, I could just turn all the lights out. Inside, outside, right here. And I'd done that one night. If you remember, it's been several, several years ago. And we lit a candle, put it on this, on the pulpit. And it brought light to everybody in the sanctuary. The light called Jesus Christ will never be put out by the darkness. Darkness may not accept it. Now watch this. Darkness actually is nothing but the absence of light. That's the reason we got so many walking in so many different ways. And that's the reason that the doctrine that you can be saved by the measure of light you walk in. Well, I'm, 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 buff, I'm, I'm bucking against some spirits and doctrines, but hey, I'm going to do it. Because that's what's wrong today. Huh. To the measure of light that you can walk in. Huh. Well, let me ask him. He's a light unto all men. He's a light unto the whole world. Come on, let's walk in him. That's the reason you can't walk in the flesh and in the spirit. You either got you got to make up in your mind. You can't love the world and love Him. You can't walk in darkness and walk in Him. And here's here's another thing. Don't ever quit. There is a continuation. You never reach the point. Regardless if you was raised in an apostolic church and you've had the Holy Ghost out of your mother's womb and you're 110 years old, you still got to keep walking in the light. You're never going to reach a point in place. I'm done. 
I can prop my feet up. I'm done. Hey, let everybody else do it. Light's going out. Got to keep that thing trimmed. Got to keep that thing clean. <laughs> that light's got to burn. That's, that's what, that's what he talks about here. Okay. And I know they're coming in, so we're fixing to change order service here in just a few minutes. John 12 and 34 and 36. I'm going to use these scriptures really to back up what I'm, I'm talking about. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abided forever. How sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Talking about himself. Now he's talking about the crucifixion. Walk quietly, have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. Walk in, why, you, why, if you don't continue to walk in light? Well, what's coming upon you? Darkness will it'll overwhelm you. It'll overshadow you. That's the reason so many Pentecostals takes the root out of Topeka, Kansas. But how many has actually walked from that point, continued in the true light and true revelation, whenever you begin to talk about the plan of salvation and you talk about the gospel. I talked to somebody this weekend. Hey, I just point blank asked them. I said, uh, you know, uh, what about Pentecost? What about the Holy Ghost? What about? I said, well, here's how it came about. And, and, and I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say enough. Talked about a play, full gospel. And I said, what is a full gospel? He says, I don't know. It's, uh, it's okay. I said, let me tell you what it is. I said, this is full gospel. Repentance, baptism in Jesus' name. I said, it's a good time, the good news of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection, which happens to be repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the evidence speaking tongue. I said, that is the gospel. I said, the reason they don't know and the reason you don't know because they've never experienced it. They don't know it. I wouldn't be ugly, but I got an obligation, responsibility, amen, to be a light to people. And to try to shine it to them with compassion and love and mercy. Hey, I, I seen a little something, and then a customer had to walk in. But I wish they hadn't. But anyway, but I could tell a little light clicked. I could tell a little. Because huh. this is the gospel. The full gospel. That is the full gospel. That's the foundation. That's the start. Why? Because Jesus Christ is a light. Why is that so important? Watch what Paul wrote in Philippians 2 and 15. That he may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom he shined as what? As lights in the world. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to shine as lights in the world. That's the reason we don't handle things like the world handles them. That's the reason we don't respond to things like the world responds to Why? Because we got a light. We got a light to guide us and direct us and give us order. We're not groping in darkness. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, we're not, we don't have a clue what to do. We, we always know. If we don't, we pray and seek until we find the voice or the light of God. Luke eleven thirty three. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, put it in what? A secret place. Man, you don't light a candle and then hide it somewhere. Go back to Matthew. He said, you, you put it what? You put it on a, a candlestick. You, you elevate it. You, not, not your light, not yourself, but his light. He's a light. We elevate who? Jesus Christ. We magnify. I am what I am by what? The grace of God. His mercy, his compassion upon us and upon our lives. Second Corinthians 3 and 18 puts it this way. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass or a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are changed into the same image from glory to glory. We grow. 
we mature. You know, we don't just magically be a saint of God and just know everything. and every, No, no. It's a process. We're growing. We're maturing. We're growing. I, I tell you what, you can ask Bishop Odom. He'll tell you he's been in the ministry 60 years. And you know what? He's still growing. He's still maturing. He's still things out. It's, it's no ending to this thing. First Peter's again, 2 and 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that he should show forth what the praises of him who what, hath called you what out of darkness into marvelous light. Folks, we're the light of the world. We're the hope of the world. I thank God for all the governments and everybody else. But I'm going to tell you, it's the church. The church is a hope of a community. The church is a hope of a county. The church is a hope for the state. The church can get things done that your mansion up yonder can't do. The church can get things done that your White House can't get done. I'm not, I'm not downing them at all. I'm not. I'm just telling you, we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We're the one with a lot of people. We're the ones that say, hey, I got a light. There's a hope in me. There's a light in me. I promise you, if, if I could just introduce you to this light, it'll pull you out of that darkness. It'll pull you out of that, those addictions and those lifestyles of, of hopelessness and despair. This true light called none other but Jesus Christ. Just give you a little example of how strong it is. Revelations 21 and 23. It's also mentioned in Revelation 22. We won't go there, but... And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Thank God for the Lamb called Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, who has shined his light upon us. You know, that's not the first time that's mentioned. You can go to Numbers 6 and about 25, I believe it is. And there it talks about to let him shine his favor upon us. God bless you this morning. I hope something's been said here today to encourage a man, you and I, to be more determined to walk in this beautiful truth and the true light of Jesus Christ the revelation of this great shepherd and what he has done in our lives and flowing through our lives. You know, I sometimes, and I know you too, ponder, uh, what would I do if I didn't have the Lord to depend on? What would I do if I didn't have the revelation of Jesus Christ? And for him to comfort us and to guide us and to lead us. Amen. The Bible says the Holy Ghost will lead and guide you into all truth. I want all truth. How about you? Man, when somebody's telling you something, don't you want them just, hey, just tell me like it is. Don't add, don't take from it. Just tell me like it is. In fact, that's what this book's taught us. Gave a warning. Said you add or, or take from, you can cause your own name to be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. I want to add or take from it. I want to preach it. I want to love it. I want to obey it. Amen. I want it written on the tables of my heart that I might not sin against him.
Man, we're blessed here today. Praise God. We're going to change the order of service. We're so excited. Amen. Coming to dedicate Lane Marshall McLeod. Praise God. And Sister Lane, y'all come. Your family will come. All the family come up with her, please. Amen. And then we're going to join in behind you. We won't let you stand up here by yourself. Uh, but we're just so excited. Amen. Come on. All the family come with you. Come on. Don't, don't come. We're going to join up here with you. You won't be standing up here by yourself. Praise God. This is kind of our way of doing it, right or wrong. Uh, but uh, we come and just lay hands on them and pray together. Brother Ford and uh, others, ministers here, if you'll come and just gather in around us. And, and uh, we're going to pray. I'm going to ask the church, church family, if you'll come. Join in, Sister Moore, if you'll come. And, um, hey, you know, I didn't mention this, but there's really no telling the impact. Now, the immediate family here is going to have the most, okay? He's going to be among them the most. And, and we're going to pray God would bless them and touch them. And not just today, but to, throughout all the days and weeks and months and years. Hey, I'm praying for these little boys that come up and get prayer. I, I say, God, you know, you know their days, their weeks, the months ahead. You know how to work even starting now to guide them and direct them. And so we want the same thing for Lane. We want to, that to happen for him. We want God's hand. And, you know, the weapons that's formed against him wouldn't prosper. The enemy's going to attack him. The enemy's going to attack the family. But you know what? God, God is that shield. God's that butler. God's that protection. And, folks, I'm going to tell you something. We need some protection. In the world we're living today, in the, the spiritual, demonical force, and I'm not trying to paint just a bad picture here, but I'm telling you, we're, we're seeing some things unfold. And our babies need our, the covering of our prayers, calling the name of Jesus over them, pleading the blood of Jesus over them. There's protection in this to lead and guide them to green pastures and steel waters. Amen. At our homes, that we can raise them in a home that's kept, you know, that, that's the reason we, we've preached against certain things to keep it out of the house why we didn't want our babies exposed amen because that was a method a means for spiritual powers and forces and, and creating expo exposure huh. I ain't got a cell phone he's got one he's taking pictures right now you know, but that, there's a lot of, lot of there's some good in that but there's a whole lot more bad in it too He probably will know how to run it when he's about four. He'll probably shock you. How many of us has had something? Hey, you can't call that, that seven, eight, nine-year-old, and they come over in just a few minutes. And... Slow down. Let me see. I know. <laughs> Got a clue what you've done. That's the world we're in. It's the time. Here's the problem with that. Punch of the wrong button. Can expose you to things. And watch this. And that's all the devil's after. I take you all the way back to the garden. If you don't believe this. Who broke the topic of the tree up? Who mentioned it? Who brought it to Eve's attention? And that's the same. He's using the same method. Over and over and over. Again. Exposing. Bringing it to your attention. And you see it or hear it. But you know what? God's place lame in all of our lives to help protect him, help lead him, guide him, pray over him. Huh. At God's hand, at God's favor, God's calling. 
to be what God wants him to be. Because God sees, God knows. So why don't you join in with us? And let's pray and ask God. He's saying that's enough, preacher. Let's get this going.